It's a great honor to have Kim and Oliva here tonight. Not just an honor, but also a great pleasure. He's <laughs> 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 very you. versatile and he'll show you um, different aspects of his work later on and hopefully you get a good idea of uh, you know, how versatile he is. He was born in 1970, <laughs> although he looks still. <laughs> 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 in in Andadoa, which is right on the, on the border oh, between Apusqua uh, <laughs> and, and in this case. Um, so he writes in Basque and he started out as a, as a poet and essayist but has since moved in, into the novel. Um, mm. And his first novel, uh, which is the one that's actually been just been translated into English, um, yeah, Bilbao, New York, Bilbao, um, actually won the um, National Narrative Prize in Spain in 2009 and has been translated into more than 14 languages, amongst them French and Japanese um, and I think Chinese as well. <laughs> um, and his poetry has also been translated into English by um, Elizabeth Macklin and it was shortlisted for a pen award um, for poetry and translation <laughs> um, so I'm going to give a brief synopsis of, of the book because I imagine that most people haven't really kind of read it um, and Kimmon himself described it as like working like a network really um, mm. and it's formally framed by um, this sort of plane journey from Bilbao to New York, hence the name, and during the sort of duration of the flight, the first person, sort of auto-fictional, let's say, um, narrator, mm. begins to reminisce not just about um, his family's own history, but also about, um, you know, the past of Ondarroa and the sort of kind of how that small history fits into, you know, maybe what we would call history with a capital H. Um, and also he, he stated that he was very much influenced by audio-visual imagery. So um, in another interview you said that it kind of works like a film montage in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, and there's kind of a lot of strong images on, uh, in there on one hand. Um, we have also a, kind of a narrative strand which follows um, a Basque painter called Aurelio Arqueta, who um, was offered the commission of what was to become Picasso's Guernica, but actually turned it down. So it's quite an interesting um, <laughs> take on that as well. But it's not only dealing with the past, it's also kind of opening up to the future in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And then his second novel, which unfortunately has not yet been translated into English, but has appeared in Spanish, is called Mushe um, in the Basque, but Lo que mueve el mundo, so what moves the world in English, uh, in, yeah, in English. And it's from 2012, 2013, the Spanish one, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, again, it's kind of dealing with the sort of how we're looking at our past and what we're doing with our collective memory. And it centers on um, a Basque girl who was evacuated from Bilbao to Belgium and ended up um, being taken in. Uh, so this is during the Civil War, Spanish Civil War, um, in 37. So she ended up being taken in by this um, eponymous title character Musha, who it, it turns out is a, is a writer in Flemish, so he writes in another sort of, let's say, kind of less or minor language, and he ends up um, joining the resistance against uh, the Germans in occupied Belgium, and unfortunately he doesn't um, survive the war because um, he ends up dying when the ship where he's sheltered is, is bombed um, by the Allies at the very end of the war. So a lot to talk about. Um, and then the way we're going to structure this is we're going to have a reading from the English novel, which Matthew's kindly agreed to do. 
Um, we're going to have a couple of questions about memory, something that interests me in particular, and sort <laughs> of, you know, dealing with the past. Um, maybe it's, if there's a particularly Basque take on that. And then Kimmins also brought us a clip where you can see him and Ondaro as well, and sort of see Basque in action a little bit. Yes. Um, and then Sean is going to move on to poetry and sort of visual arts. And then Kimmins is also going to read some poetry, life in Basque. In okay. And then we're going to open Correct. it up to, to questions from everybody. Yes. So Will you read that? First? I don't want to read the English before you read. I think you should. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but. Yeah. But I don't yeah. have, I, I don't have the, the, the original. You don't have the original? Yeah. No, 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 no. Do you know? So you, don't I, I, you, just you don't know it off by heart. <laughs> <laughs> but I can uh, read it if you want. I mean, I only have the Spanish. Yeah, yeah, we have the Spanish, but nothing Basque. Yeah, I can read it in Basque. I So thank you for coming. I'm really glad, glad to be here with you. Uh, thank you for all people involved in organizing this event. No? Event? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should say that even for Spaniards, to listen to Basque yeah. is yeah. quite uh, something, because uh, Basque culture was practically clandestine uh, all through Franco period, mm -hmm. and so up to the 80s, almost, is not very mm -hmm. common to hear outside the Basque country to, to hear Basque, and it's wonderful to mm -hmm. to to be able to to hear it live here in Oxford. Um, and actually, Ke Kimen could read us whatever in Basque, and very few people in this room would know whether. So yes, I have it. Okay. Brilliant, thank you. So this is the beginning of the novel, and it is about trees and trees and fishes. But Bilbo, arrenicet asuaitzek elkarren antza dute, antza dute ustaiengatik. Zuaitzek enborrean dituzte, enborrari zeharrebaki egin eta antxe aberiko dira ustaiak. Ustai bakoitzeko urtebete, horrela se jakiten da zuaitzaren adina zein den. Arrenek ere ustaiak dituzte, baina eskatetan, eta zuaitzekin bezalaxe, ustai horien gatik dakigu zein den animaliaren adina. Arrenak beti ari dira handitzen duez gutxikituz goaz, behin dutasunera iritsita. Gure azkundea belditu egiten da eta ezurrak elkartzen asten dira. Uzkurtu egiten da pertsona. Arrenak ordea hilarte asten dira, gazte direnean azkarrago. Urteetan aurrera egina ala mantxoago, baina azizdo azbeti arrenak. Eta horrexegatik dituzte uztaiak ezkatetan. Arrenin ustaia, 
neguak sortzen du. Arraina gutxien jaten duen aldia da negua, eta gose garai horrek arrasto ilun bat marrazten du ezkatan. Gutxiago azten delako neguza soian. Udanez, baina. Goserik ez dagoenean ez da arrastori geratzen ezkatan. Ustai mikroskopikoa da arrainena. Ez da itxura batean ikusten, baina hortxe dago. Zauri bat izango balitz bezala, ondo itxigabeko zauri bat. Eta arrainak, eta ustaiak arrainetan legez, gertaera latzak geratu egiten dira gure memorian, gure bizitza markatu egiten dute, gure denboraren neurri bilakatu arte. Egun zorion txuak aldiz, azkar doaz, azkar egin, eta bere alaxe ahazten zaizkigu. Arrainetan negua dena gizakietan galera da. Galerak zehazten du gure garaia, harreman baten bukaerak, maite dugun pertsona baten eriotzak. Galera bakoitza, guztai ilun bat da, sakonean. Fish and trees are alike. They're alike because of the growth rings. Trees have these in their trunks. Cut through a tree trunk and there will be the rings. A year for each ring and that's how you know what the tree's age is. Fish have them too, but in their scales. And just as we do with trees, we know by those growth rings what the animal's age is. Fish are always growing. Not us. We start shrinking once we've reached maturity. Our growth stops and our bones begin to knit together. A person shrivels. Fish, though, grow until they die. Faster when they're young, and as the years go on more slowly, but fish always go on growing. Winter creates the growth rings of a fish. It's the time when fish eat least, and that time of hunger draws a dark trace in the fish scale. In that winter season when the fish grows least, not in summer though, when there's no hunger, there's no trace at all left behind in the fish scale. The growth ring of a fish is microscopic. You can't see it with the naked eye, but there it is, as if it were a wound a wound that hasn't healed up. And, as with the growth rings of fishes, terrible events stay on in our memory, mark our life, until they become a measure of time. Happy days go fast, on the other hand, too fast, and we forget them quickly. What winter is for fish, loss is for humans. Loss makes our time specific for us, the end of a relationship, the death of a person we love. Each loss a dark growth ring deep down. <laughs> okay. okay. So. So. <laughs> so my first question is kind of stolen from Sean, but um, <laughs> do you think of yourself more as a, a writer or specifically a Basque writer? And, and the reason for that is that Sean pointed out that Achaga, who's yes. one of the first people translated into English from Basque, um, yes. sort of said, you know, by writing in Basque, he's automatically also a defender of, you know, Basque mm -hmm. culture, um, not just a writer. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Do you feel 
No, I don't, I don't feel that that that, mm. that pressure now nowadays. I think it's really different the generation of of Achaga mm. and other <coughs> other writers. As as Kim is, well, there are some some writers Achaga, Cesar Vitoria, Sarnandia, they but they. Um, reinvented mm -hmm. like a literary language. So they studied in Spanish uh, yeah. in the school, they studied in Spanish in the university. So uh, for them, the Basque language was like a, another language. So they started to write in Basque, but uh, the, the, the models, the literary models in, in Basque were, weren't. So it's like everything so was broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, for us, it's different because um, uh, I, I've, I've studied all my education in Basque. Mm -hmm. So I went to a to the school in Basque. I went to the secondary school in Basque. I went to the university in Basque, mm -hmm. and I had um, writers who I like. In Basque, <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's a it's a big big difference. Uh, it's a big big difference between Achaga's mm, uh, Achaga's uh, generation and our generation. I, I think mm, yes, we are more just writers <laughs> so you, you think than, you're than them. Yes, yeah. yes, yes definitely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because for them, they, they started to write uh, in the 70s. Uh, Franco was still alive, so it was a really difficult time for mm. writing in Basque. It was really difficult. And I am, I am here in, in Oxford because of these writers, as a chaga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they started to write in, in, in Basque, and, and they built like a literary system in Basque with writers, uh, editors, uh, press, TV, so mm. Mm. it has been a huge work, yeah. <laughs> and then, so the themes of memory and identity, I mean, yeah. I was at a reading recently and uh, basically David Mitchell kind of said, well, you know, every book is about mem every novel is about memory <laughs> and identity, and that's what they put at the book back of the book when they don't really know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's a it's a strong theme in your novels. No? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. In, in 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 both novels, in, in my my first novel is about it's a, it's about memory, and how we uh, how we we are uh, we do fiction. Yeah. With our memory, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Bilbao, New York, Bilbao is a trip, it's a journey, as as you say, between Bilbao and New York. The writer is going, in, uh, is flying in this in this in this plane, and he's remembering things um, of, of his life and the life of of his family. But uh, all the novel. Is about uh, how we remember and how we choose experiences 
when we are remembering. So it's like in Facebook. When you are in Facebook, no? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah, you put some uh, photographs, uh, you can tell stories there, mm. but you choose what you are uh, putting there. I, yeah. I think what, what, what you are showing to your, uh, to your uh, friends, but there are a lot of things of your life that you are not saying. Yeah. So I think, uh, and there are a lot of, um, mm, jokes. jokes with, yeah. with that, uh, with the memory in, in the first novel. For instance, the, um, uh, the story of the, of the, of the boat, uh, Pasó el naufragio de. Oh yeah, that didn't. It didn't happen. So there was a shipwreck, and yeah. everybody remembers it. Or it's your aunt, uh, the aunt yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. who remembers it to happen in in the in the bay, right? You know. Yes. So everybody from Onlara could see. Yes. The people drowning. You know, their their husbands, brothers, yeah. fathers. But actually, then you went and looked it up. Well, yeah. not you. The narrator. <laughs> <laughs> the, narrator. Yeah. the narrator goes to an archive and, and checks the facts, and actually, it happened yeah. in Santander. Right? Santander, yes. Yeah. And it's so um, maybe. But be because yeah. it was like yeah, such yeah. a big loss that yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of. But that's the other thing about Facebook, because Facebook you have sort of a selection of positive memories. Yes. But in the novels, it seems that like it's more you know all the memories of loss, all the tra more traumatic memories. Yeah. They they're kind of prevalence yes. and there's more of a I mean even the passage that Matthew read us yeah. in um, <coughs> it's about loss being you know a, a, a dark growth ring so yeah. all the memories seem to be more about negative yes the book, the book in fact is the book in fact is about my father's family and yeah. my father's life my father was a fisherman uh, he used to fish here in near near Scotland and an island. Uh, do you know Rockle? It's like a small, small island in, in the middle of the ocean. So uh, the fisheries were there, no? Yeah. But um, the book is about my father who died and how I come me reconcilio con él. So how I how you reconcile yourself. Yeah. yeah. I suppose his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he, he, he mundo, no? in his world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but but the narrator also says about the father that because he was a, a fisherman or and a, a sort of you know seafaring, he he always looked to the future. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he never looked back actually. No, Whereas no, the narrator no. very much kind of looks looks back all the time. Yeah? See, yeah. no. No, it's curioso. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like the opposite, looking at the future, looking at the past. <laughs> See, but, but there is a character in, in the book, el, el, bueno, el, el personaje de mi abuelo. The, so the character of your grandfather, not your grandfather. It's very interesting because me parecía que era una persona de la que nadie hablaba en, en casa, ¿no? So nobody would speak about your grandfather at mm -hmm. home at all. Mm -hmm. and, and why? why? <laughs> <laughs> y 
no sé, eh, solamente sabía que tenía un barco llamado Dos Amigos. Mm -hmm. So all, um, all that people knew was that he owned a, owned a boat and it was called The Two Friends. Mm -hmm. Pero del abuelo se hablaba poco porque mm, eh, él formaba parte de un grupo de amigos, mm, de artistas, de músicos, bueno, de gente que en el verano iba a mi pueblo a granear. Mm -hmm. So although the, his grandfather formed part of a sort of um, group of, uh, like a bohemian group of, of different types of artists and intellectuals mm -hmm. who used to come to his hometown really um, just during the summer, mm -hmm. um, he, there wasn't much that was known about his, about any of this. Really. Sí. Pero que luego en la guerra civil él optó por por el por el bando de de Franco. And the reason was probably because during the Civil War he actually opted for the Francoist side. Por cobardía, por, por comunidad, por no sé qué. Yeah, be because he didn't, you know, he didn't have the courage to oppose the regime and, sí. and also because it, out of convenience perhaps sí. and, and, I mean, we don't know. Pero al mismo tiempo era una persona eh, muy cariñosa, muy, pues bueno, con esta círculo de amigos de artistas, etcétera, mm. ¿no? Y, y me parecía que era una persona con claroscuros. Yeah, but as a as a person, not as a not as a sort of political um, mm. agent, he was a kind of very caring, very warm, and all these interesting Bohemian friends. Mm -hmm. Y por eso me, me era como un misterio en, en mi familia que quería que quería investigar. ¿no? Yeah, and it was like a family secret that really came and wanted to uncover and no more. Sí, porque en el otro lado, en la familia de mi madre, pues eran republicanos, eran los losers, los perdedores, ¿no? De la, yeah. de la guerra. Yeah, because um, his mother's side, they were the losers, they were, you know, they were republicans, um, um, but, but you knew a lot about their, their yes, past, yes. but not, not really about the other side. Yes, yes. yes. Sabía de los perdedores, pero no de los yeah. ganadores. De la guerra, ¿no? <laughs> so, so it kind of switched around then. You, you mm -hmm. knew about the losing side, but not really about what had originally been the winning side. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and do, you, do you think there's also a kind of sense of nostalgia, sort of, in the book about sort of, because you, s I mean, at, at another point you say it's, it takes place on the flight, so therefore it's in a, in a no place really, you know, because it's not located yes. anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit like the sea as well, because mm -hmm. when, when the father figure sort of sí. is somewhere on the sea, it's kind of not geographically anywhere yes. on, on the land. But there's this kind of nostalgia for a place that you can belong to and what that place maybe could be. And maybe in a globalized world, there are some advantages, but, yes. but it's also not clear where I mean, there's a sort of there's a scene with a Senegalese girl talking yes. to another girl, and, <laughs> and they talk and they play with butterflies and yes. they talk to each other in Basque, yes, and it's yeah. kind of normal. But then there's also maybe like a question as to this is that there's a world that's being lost or yes. something like that. Yes, hombre. Lorraine in Spanish. Es el contraste, ¿no? Me interesaba mucho el contraste. Toda la novela está llena de contrastes, de mundos 
enfrentados. So there are a lot of contrasts and uh, opposing world views, really, mm -hmm. in the novel, yeah? Sí. Eh, entonces, es, el escritor va en un vuelo, está cruzando el Atlántico, y lo cruza en ocho horas, mm -hmm. pero eh, debajo está el mundo de su padre, está el océano donde mm -hmm. pescaba su padre, <laughs> so, so the author figure um, is, is uh, crossing the Atlantic on a flight and it only takes eight hours, but underneath all that is it, you know, the world of his father, where, where his father spent most of his life, um, on mm -hmm. the sea. Mm -hmm. yeah. Entonces está el contraste de la velocidad del, del, del avión <coughs> con, con, con el ritmo lento del mar de los, mm. de los, de los barcos. No? So there's also the contrast between the speed you know, of, of movement of the plane and then also the sort of kind of slow rhythm of, of, of life at sea. Pero me interesaba el, el avión como, como escenario de la novela, ¿no? el no lugar, un, un sitio que se está moviendo. ¿no? Mm. No situar la novela en Ondarba o en, un, en una ciudad, en Nueva York, en Bilbao, o en un territorio mítico, inventado, como Macondo, tampoco. Okay. So, and what interested Kimmen about, about the plane is, is, is really that it's a place, or a space that's moving, and it's not really located anywhere. So it's not, it's not a real place like Ondarba, but it's also not a, a kind of imaginary place like, like Macondo, which is... Um, Marquesas, um, you know, 100 years of solitude, it's set, mm -hmm. set there and it's kind of a mythical reimagination. So you wanted this, pl this place and movement that is nowhere and everywhere. Yes, yes, um. yes. Y luego hay un contraste muy grande de los topos eh, literarios porque eh, siempre <coughs> el título se repite, Bilbao, New York, Bilbao. Es Bilbao, ciudad pequeña, New York, ciudad grande. Mm. Y en la novela aparecen ciudades grandes, pero también aparecen lugares muy pequeños, como Rockall, St. Kilda, Estonia, aparecen lugares muy pequeños. Entonces, es, ese contraste entre ciudades grandes y lugares que casi no vive nadie, como en St. Kilda, que está abandonada, mm. me parecía muy interesante. So it's also, it's not about just literary topoi, but also about sort of places as such, small places opposing or contrasting with big places such as Bilbao, New York, St. Kilda, that you talk about. There's also a village in Estonia, and th that's something that interested you a lot. Pero el, el movimiento del avión, también, el movimiento del avión también representa o simboliza el propio movimiento humano en cuanto a la identidad, ¿no? Eh, la novela es sobre la identidad y cómo esta identidad está cambiando cada día, ¿no? Eh, yo no creo en las identidades fijas, yeah. sino que creo en las identidades que van cambiando. So the, the plane is also about um, the sort of search or quest or movement towards an identity and, and Kimmins just said he doesn't believe in such a thing as a stable identity, so it's a kind of continuous process. Mm -hmm. um, about the smaller places opposed to the bigger places, is that also about sort of, you think, history opposed to something like, I don't know, Intrahistoria or something sí. like that? You know, <laughs> uh, which, which is a concept that by another Basque 
actually Unamuno, yes. um, who kind of used the image of the sea just to describe what, what he meant, that, you know, we see the movement of the waves, but we yeah. don't really see what's underneath. And that's what mm -hmm. he called intrahistoria, so kind of what happens under these big mm -hmm. movements that, si that are visible. Si, si, eh, 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 <risa> eh, me interesaba mucho eh, sí, eh, lo, lo de la intra, bueno, intrahistoria, el concepto, bueno, pues, po podemos utilizar, sí, pero bueno, sí. Underworld o también lo utiliza de, Don de Lilo, ¿no? que yeah. es eh, la, las historias que no se ven pero que mueven, que, que mueven eh, mm. el mundo. Eso, eso Sí, sí, que me, sí que me interesaba, pero realmente lo que me interesa es el contraste, otra vez, <risa> entre la historia con H mayúscula mm. y la petite histoire, o las, las pequeñas mm -hmm. historias que, que van hilvanando o que, o, que, o que se utilizan para, para que la vida de las personas cobre sentido. Ahora os explico. Yeah, so it's, it's again all about contrast, so um, it's a little bit w what I said in my question, I suppose, because mm. you said intrahistoria, we also find mm. similar things in, yes. in Don DeLillo's Underworld, yeah. um, the movements that make up life that we mm. don't necessarily see, mm. um, so, I'm, I'm forgetting See, the petite histoire. In the petite histoire, rather than, you know, uh, history with a capital H, I suppose. Mm. Que me interesa, me interesa mucho más la historia pequeña, la historia de las personas, que la historia de los países o la historia con, con H mayúscula, ¿no? Porque mm, hay, hay otro aspecto de la novela que es la utilización de los relatos, ¿no? De las historias, de las historias para crear identidad. Pero no solamente la identidad de los países, que eso está, está clarísimo, ¿no? que se utilizan historias de ficción para crear identidades estancas, sino eh, las historias que realmente también en las familias ¿no? se utilizan para que la propia familia tenga sentido. Yeah, <laughs> o que nosotros like mismos yeah. utilizamos para que mm. nuestra vida tenga sentido. Lo que está interesado en es no la historia, sino las historias también. Y las historias that we used to tell stories that we used to tell our lives uh, as mm. you know not every nation obviously has hit kind of resorts to history to construct some sort of stable mm. uh, i don't know what but but every every <laughs> every family and every uh, individual also yes shares specific stories and these stories have a sort of meaning that <coughs> makes up the whole mm -hmm. group Identity. Sí, yeah. sí, sí. Um, do you think there's a difference between memory as it's used in, in, in the first novel and the second novel? Yes, of course. I, I, I felt very strongly that there was a move away, a little bit of move away from it just being a pri private and just being about those mm -hmm. kind of stories. And because the protagonist in the second novel kind <coughs> of is compelled into action, you know, he, yes. has, he makes a political statement when he sees yes. that there's no other choice in mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. um, so is that, did you set out to do that? Did you want to do yes. something different? Yes, 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 yeah. definitely, yeah. 
I, I wanted to write a, a different novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Cuando Bilbao is a kind of impressions. There are a lot of emails, uh, Wikipedia pages. <laughs> uh, there's a dictionary I uh, in it. So uh, there, there it's like a really fragmentary novel. But in the seventh novel, I wanted to change everything. <laughs> because the first novel had this mm, big uh, prize, this big award, the Spanish Literature Award. And uh, it was, for me, it was, it was weird because <coughs> I was telling in Bilbao, near Bilbao, I was telling the story of my family, the story of, of fishermen, I don't know, something really, really... Um, personal. Personal. Yeah. And, and, and suddenly it had this, this big success, so I felt like, like lost a little bit, no? So I wanted to write a novel uh, with three characters, no more, and, <laughs> and tell a story. Uh, I wanted to write a, a short novel. So I think you say novella. It's like yeah. Uh, 100, 200 pages novel. So with three characters. And we were, uh, in Spain, we were in, in, in this big crisis, economical crisis. But uh, I thought that, and I think, that this crisis came because of a crisis of values too. Mm. <laughs> okay. it, it, because uh, we were living in, in the late, in the late uh, 20th century and the beginning of this century. We were, we were living as um, new rich people, but all the people in Spain were or <laughs> or <laughs> felt, felt like a rich man or rich woman. So, <laughs> but but it was like a big, big. Mentira, um, uh, lie. A lie, a big, big lie, yeah. and uh, everybody was living in a big, big lie. <laughs> so, uh, spending a lot of money without having it. <laughs> so, uh, I. I I, th I thought that it was a time for telling a story of uh, of, of a man who who was uh, really una persona generosa, una persona generous, una persona que creía en unos valores, and who believed in in some specific values, y que bueno que trajo a, a, a esta niña, de, o que cogió a esta niña vasca de la guerra en su casa en Bélgica y que cambió su vida con ello, ¿no? Yeah, and who took in this, this, uh, this Basque child in his house in Belgium, um, and that, that was a moment that kind of changed his life. Mm -hmm. Pero lo importante en, en... hay un salto, ¿no? Hay un salto de la memoria, digamos, personal a la memoria eh, europea, porque es, mm -hmm. es una novela, yo creo que europea, ¿no? La, la segunda novela. Pero lo que más me interesa en, en esta novela es lo que no sé. Yeah. So what 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 Kevin said is is a kind of a move to a European novel because it's it's about European history mm. and not just this 
Spanish Civil War, but also the Second mm -hmm. World War. Yes. And then also everything that we don't know, um, and particularly in this case, because it's a sort of Flemish writer who's almost forgotten, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And But you kind of, through the novel, it's a bit like Sebald, I think. <coughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. Austerlitz yeah. or something. Where yeah, close you know, to Sebald. Uh, you don't know what you know, but... Yeah. And you use the photograph as well at the, at yes. the end of the novel yeah, to yeah. show yeah. what you look like. No, es lo que más me interesaba de esta vida de Robert Musfeld era realmente lo que no sabía de su vida, porque solamente sabía, bueno, tenía fotografías, tenía libros, tenía su biblioteca, mm -hmm. pero no sabía nada más de él. Yeah, so, so again, what really drew him to Robert Musha was uh, everything that he didn't know about him. He had the library, his, his books, and, and uh, some documentation, but there were so many gaps there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yes, so, but, uh, and, uh, um, entonces, lo que me ha posibilitado es que he podido imaginarme esa vida, ¿no? Mm. Entonces, eh, no es una novela, digamos, de invención, no me he inventado mm. nada, pero sí me he imaginado muchas cosas. So in those gaps kind of enabled him actually to imagine that mm. life and to kind of fill the gaps, if, if you will, mm -hmm. in, in the novel, really. And it's, it's, not, it's not completely made up, but... It's a sort of reimagination of, yes, of the yes. life. It's not an invention. Yeah. It's more, more imagination. Por eso es una novela que empieza con como con restos de un naufragio. El lector no sabe realmente quién es el protagonista, cuál es la historia que se va a contar. Entonces son como restos que luego se van, se van ensamblando. Mm -hmm. So he, he said it's, it's actually like uh, what's left over after a shipwreck, because the reader doesn't start out knowing what the novel is about, who's the protagonist, what's going to happen, but then all these pieces kind of slot in, and in the end you have a kind of a global view of what happens. Y luego me gusta mucho, o me interesó mucho, la hija de este señor, a la que entrevisté y cómo esta hija de aquel escritor que murió en el año 1945 eh, quiso olvidarse de él al principio and uh, he was very interested in also how the daughter dealt with that memory of her father who died in 45 and how she tried very hard to forget him at the beginning porque ella él era un héroe de la resistencia, ¿no? Pero ella no quería saber nada de ese héroe porque ella estuvo sola toda su vida. Yeah, and although he was a hero of, of the resistance, she, she felt as if he'd abandoned her, you know, yes. he'd left her yes. alone and therefore she, did, she kind of rejected. Mm -hmm. y, y tan solo eh, hace, mm, eh, hace pocos años cuando fue el aniversario de... Del, de, de, del cierre del campo que estuvo él, el campo de concentración, recibió una invitación para ir a Alemania, a Hamburgo, 
Y fue entonces cuando le contó a su marido quién era su padre. <laughs> yeah, and only when when um, she the daughter received the invitation to go to the sort of um, commemoration at the concentration camp in Germany where her father had been imprisoned, um, did she tell, for example, her husband um, who her father had been? Shall we put yes. it on the clip because yeah, otherwise yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we'll run out. Of, I'll just get get keep on talking. So. <laughs> um. And that would open up the second part that we're going to move <laughs> from the from the novels to the poetry and also to the audiovisual and other aspects of. Eta lepokoan jarri, sarea largatzean, atza, galez ezan. Handik marea batzuetara izebak, legatz batzuk garbitzen ari zelarik, urrezko eraztun bat aurkitu zuen, arrainetako baten sabelean. Eraztunaren historia, naiz tanik, etxean entzun, gure aitari gertatutako zerbait bezala, munduko kultura guztietan kontatzen da, berdin, antzeko, baina nabardura diferentekin. Itxasoan galdu zuen ezkontzako eraztuna. Marinel guztiek bezala, kendu egiten zuen atzetik eta lepokoan jarri. Sarea largatzean, atza galdez ezan. Batzuetara izebak, legatz batzuk garbitzen ari zelarik, urrezko eraztun bat aurkitu zuen, arrainetako baten sabelean. Eraztuna garbitu eta grabatuta zituen letra eta zenbakiei jarritzien arreta izebak. Gezurra zirudien arren, gurasoen ezkontza egune ematen zuten aditzera datak, eta inizialek. Itxura guztien arabera, aitak berak arrapatu zuen eraztuna jantzion legatz ura. Itxasorik zabalenean.
Haizea dakar eta horitzapena. Kasualitateak orbita zabal zabaleko planetak direla duzain. Zerbori ere. Egin behin aderi dira bakarrik. Eraztunarena kasualitatean diegia da badakit. Baina ez doa gola. Importanten arain hausera. Urte askoan, eraztunaren historia hori sinesgarri egin zitzaiela gure hau adimen txikiari. Gauz, itxasoak legaz baten destiradut. Izarrek salto egiten dute ezkatu guntzera. Duela bi mila eta guztuen urtetikona kontatzen den historia bera dela, ez? Ematen dut baita ere zertxiarrek ere kontatzen zutela. Hor da do, aerodoto kontatzen du polikrates erregeari gertatu zitzaiona. Gero, soldadutxoaren ikuina dago, Jonasen ikuina, Italo Calvinoz biltzen duen ikuin zoragarri bat, Konstantza Lakukoa. Eta azken-azken aldaera izango zen, Ba, big fixena, ez da, tim bartamen pelikula batean, ba, hori hartzen zen, ez? Baina, politena, politena da, gure izebak ahozko tradiziotik jaso zuela, ez da? Ez zuen irakurri, baizek eta zigurazki bere amonak kontatuko zion historia antzeko bat, eta horregatik jaso nuen, ez? Gure historio bat delako, baina mundu osoan ulertzen den eta entzun den historio bat delako. like a video poem or about one of my poems the golden ring yeah it's perfect because it also appears in the novel it yeah first, <laughs> yeah first uh, is a poem and then it sort of comes in the novel and then it comes in, in the sort yes. of visuals so it's a perfect image of this sort of continuity with different sort mm. of uh, m m media yes. in your in your work, uh, like uh, a number of prose writers, you started as a poet and then yes. move um, to the novel. Is it a question of a uh, different form for different material, yeah. or what does the novel give you that the that the poetry doesn't, or vice versa? <laughs> I think it's a size question. <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, yes, I started with poetry, and I think I, I am a poet still. I, think, yeah, I write poems, and uh, and I will continue writing poetry. But. Uh, I, I published a, a book of poems, and then I wanted to, to write this, this novel about, about the, the, the world, the lost world of, of my father family. S and poetry wasn't so, no me daba tanto espacio, tanta pluralidad. Not capacious enough for 
story. See. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think poetry is really, really, um, it's really important. I, I think it's really important to read poetry and to be a little bit a poet, to, to write good, good novels, I think. Because, and, and nowadays more. Because when I am writing novels, I think as a poet, and I use a lot of analogies. So um, the ellipses are mm -hmm. so so important in 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 poetry and also in novels. So in in, in the novels, it's really important what uh, uh, what you don't, you don't tell. Mm. So. Uh, so for me, being a poet, it's it's a it's a way to be better, better novelist. So yeah, yeah, because a poet always write lo necesario, just what is needed. Yes, yes. Solo las palabras necesarias. Y hay muchos novelistas que escriben demasiado. Novelistas que escriben demasiado, que se pierden, ¿no? Entonces un pequeño poeta en tu interior <laughs> viene bien, <laughs> viene bien para, para, para bueno, ¿no? Para, para quitar, ¿no? Para quitar aquello que sobra y, y luego para mí eh, la literatura del siglo XXI, la novela del siglo XXI, va a ser sobre todo lenguaje. Mm. Well, um, you need your little sort of poet inside to get to the essential, and then get sort of um, read your, if you want, your language of sort of excessive or what is accessory and that um, the novel of the 21st century is going to be uh, mainly about language. Yes, language and style for me. Yeah. Language and style. Style, style estilo. <laughs> uh, and not, for me, the plot is not so important in, in, in the novels. So in the novels of this century, because mm, uh, the films are really good in, in, in telling plots, telling stories. Uh, the series are really are perfect, <laughs> no? But what is literature in in, in this century? I think uh, every every writer every writer has to do this question: what is literature? And then try to to answer this question. And for me, literature is overall style, is overall language, not no la trama o o o o la historia, sino cómo se cuenta, la forma. The way to tell the story instead of the story itself. Yeah. That, in a way, links with your interest in multimedia and the audiovisual, which is linked to poetry, I think, and we've seen that and in your work very often. Do you see this? You were mentioning Facebook and, and mm -hmm. sort of emails that appear 
Ikea and Wikipedia, do you see um, these other media as a sort of a natural development of the poetic form? Sí, y es que mm, además mm, yo creo, creo que la poesía tiene mucho futuro ¿no? en, en estos nuevos en estos nuevos campos. ¿sí? Mm -hmm. La poesía ahora mismo no es un libro un libro de poemas, sino que puede ser un videopoema. Puede ir, puede ir en un cuadro, en, no sé, yo creo que la poesía ha salido ya de los libros de, de poemas, ¿no? felizmente. Poetry happily has just emancipated itself from books and has moved to the to images, to new media, and, um, and this is a good thing. Uh -huh. um, porque eh, y además um, bueno la mejor manera de, de leer poesía es tú solo en casa con un libro eso es verdad ¿no? pero eh, a mí me gusta que se haya roto esa barrera ¿no? entre el poeta y el lector realmente que el poeta haya bajado un poco a la tierra, ¿no? ¿Dónde están los lectores? The best, I mean, poetry is read in isolation, the reader with the book or the collection, and it is a good thing that the poet has stepped down, as it were, to a more secular world of where other forms. Ahora mismo la relación escritor-lector es mucho más democrática que antes. De verdad. Es una sort of democratic relationship between the reader and the and, and the author. Y y y el, el, la autoficción, por ejemplo, vale para que eh, el escritor no esté fuera. Del, del texto como si fuera un pequeño dios. So like um, autofiction. Uh, yeah, so autofiction kind of helps to break down that barrier because the author appears and he's no longer sort of you know a kind of god presence that um, you know in charge of the narrative. Y el autor está dentro de la novela y tú ves su humanidad, sus fallos. So the author appears in the novel and you can see his human flaws and his, his mistakes. <coughs> sí, porque, por ejemplo, en, en, en Bilbao y Arribao, perdón, ¿eh? no. <laughs> aparece el autor y aparece eh, las dudas que tiene, los fallos que comete eh, escribiendo la novela, todas las dudas que, que tiene aparecen allá. So, for example, in Bilbao, New York, Bilbao, the author appears and he discusses all, all the doubts he has and the reader can witness all the sort of bad choices he makes and they're all included in the, in the novel itself. Entonces, eh, empieza la novela como 30 veces. So, therefore, the novel has to restart 30 times <laughs> over because he's always kind of coming back. Eso yeah. aparece en la novela. ¿Por qué? Porque... Eh, lo que quería era 
era que el autor se introdujese en la novela y estuviese a la misma medida que, que el lector. And so that's all part of the novel and it's because the, the author is part of the novel and also wants to take part to the same extent that the reader takes part in the novel. Como aparece el proceso de escritura de la novela so en la propia novela. Yeah, the, the writing process itself appears in the novel. Es el, es el propio lector el que escribe la novela. So therefore it's also the reader who writes the novel. So Aquella novela que no aparece. The novel which never appears. No, no sé si entendéis, ¿sí? Es como el propio lector es el que escribe la novela, no el autor. Que es, el autor es un desastre. So, so the reader writes the novel and the author is actually a disaster and doesn't, doesn't manage to. Porque te da pistas de lo que sería la novela, pero la novela no aparece. Es como el cuadro de Velázquez, ¿no? El, eh, las meninas, que el cuadro no aparece, está borroso. So it's, um, he, he gives you sort of clues as to what the novel would look like if it, if it ever came into existence, but the reader has to imagine for himself what that ideal novel would be, a bit like Velázquez's Las Meninas, where, we, where the, the real painting isn't there because it's a sort of mirror image, I suppose, so in, the in the painting itself. So more. yeah. So each reader is the writer, in reality. <coughs> so. Well, another <laughs> attack on the reader is um, the most recent projects that you've had with a team of musicians, yes. uh, prose writers, poetry. Uh, tell us a little bit. The visual sort of is very central to those sort of installations. Or what? What are these? sort of projects that you do multimedia yes uh, the life of, of the writer is really is um, I live it's really uh, full of loneliness so you are alone you are alone when you are writing you are alone so I do this kind of, of uh, multimedia projects to be with <laughs> other people <laughs> and to be with musicians to be with visual artists or or or, or, uh, or other kind of, of artists, so I can share a project with them. So th I think this is important for me in, in my in my personal life. I'm not just the writer who is alone in his home writing a novel with uh, all the ghosts. Uh, uh, in his mind, in, in this kind of, um, of projects, I'm, I'm with a team. It's like, uh, I think it's, yeah, for me, I don't know. Um, you know that Woody Allen plays the, what is the Woody, Woody Allen, do you know the dream maker? He plays the, oh, yeah, yeah. the clarinet, the clarinet in, in, a, in a band. So for me, it's like Woody Allen playing a clarinet <laughs> <laughs> when I, I am with these musicians. Yeah, I feel really comfortable, um, and, and, and the reader is there. You can see your reader there. Yes, you are, you are reading your poems with music, and, and the, re the reader is there. So the, the audience is there. This is great. Yeah, this, this communication with, with, with the reader. Mm -hmm. 
one of your interests uh, that appears in novels and in poems and obviously in this <coughs> multimedia is the visual, is painting and the visual arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think uh, uh, references to uh, modernist past painters, to Flemish, to, to from primitives, Caravaggio, Duchamp. And one of your poems is about a dialogue between a poet and a painter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was wondering who is the who is the chess ma uh, and they are playing chess. Yeah. So who, who who has the upper hand? Who is the chess master in that sort of uh, chess game? <laughs> the painter or the poet? <laughs> well, I have to say that I don't know playing chess. <laughs> so <laughs> I wrote this poem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know playing chess, but no sé. Me gusta mucho el arte. Me gusta mucho la música, el arte, la pintura. Soy mm. un soy un aficionado. Tampoco soy un experto eh, en, la, en el arte. Y me parece que son formas que están muy cerca, ¿no? literatura, música, arte, al final todos vienen como de una mente que está pensando. ¿no? Mm. Yes. Uh, And in fact, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 you understand? No. different aspects of, uh, I mean, that he feels very interested in an amateur way in mm. art and the processes of thought that go into the sort of the visual arts and ways of of um, of approaching reality I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean because what strikes me is that both the painter and the poet are as it were translators mm -hmm. into another language of a mm -hmm. reality. Yes. And that translation is another of your of your many interests, and um, so you've been translating your own poetry into Spanish. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about this self-translation. How, how do you, in a way, how do you resist the temptation to rewrite, yeah. to write another poem in Spanish <laughs> instead of translating your past? Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, translation is and translator, translators are really, really important. For me, I have <coughs> learned a, a lot of things translating poems into Basque. So when I was translating, for instance, Raymond Carver, I was speaking. Uh, no, I was uh, yes. I was speaking like Raymond Carver in Basque, or as Raymond Carver hablaría en Vasco, no? Mm -hmm. Would speak in Basque. Yeah. So, eh, eh, <coughs> como no estaba escrito en Vasco, yo aprendo a, 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 a traduciendo estos autores, no? Aprendo nuevas formas. So, because it didn't exist in Basque. Uh, then by translating, mm. you, it's like a learning proce process for yes, yourself because yes. you kind of learn a new Basque. Mm. 
through that poet. Pero luego la poesía, eh, lo, lo hemos hablado antes, ¿no? Eh, traducir poesía es muy difícil. Es, es, eh, pues la poesía surge de una música intraducible. It's very difficult to translate poetry because poetry, poetry, um, emerges from a sort of music that is no, cannot be translated sí. and that has its origin in your mind. Mm -hmm. Entonces, un poeta lo que hace es imaginarse cómo sería esa música en otra lengua. So a poet has to imagine <coughs> what that music would sound like. Uh, uh, the translator of poetry has to imagine what that music would sound like um, in another language. Pero tiene que surgir en la mente del traductor porque si no, el poema traducido no funciona. But it has to kind of spring from the mind of the translator, because if it doesn't, then the poem is ultimately not going to work. Si tú traduces directamente, mm, sin pasar por tu mente, sin encontrar otra música, el poema no funciona. So if you translate directly without going through that step of imagining that music, it, the poem is going to fail. Mm -hmm. Y luego los traductores me han enseñado una cosa, a creer en la literatura. And then translators also showed him, or gave him the, the belief in literature, showed him, taught him to believe in literature, in los the power of literature. Los traductores no son ricos. Translators aren't rich. They are not rich. <laughs> Some writers are rich, are rich, but, <laughs> they are, but, eh, uh, the translators not. So, eh, ellos creen en la literatura. They just have this belief in literature. A ellos les gusta la literatura y por eso traducen. They love literature and that's why they translate. Este libro, el, la versión en inglés, se ha traducido porque la traductora creyó en el libro. So this book was translated because the translator, she really believed in this book. And the same happened, for example, in Japanese. The translator really believed in that book and that the book had to be translated. And often the translators are women. Entonces, la literatura no es business. No, no, no es business. La literatura es otra cosa. Que, eh, nos hemos, yo creo que también en eso nos hemos perdido un poco. <laughs> y pensábamos que la literatura es business, pero no. So literature is not about business, it's something altogether different and we've kind of lost our way with that because we, we thought they were the same thing. Mm. Y, y, y es otra cosa. Y eso los traductores me han, me han enseñado a recordar eso, ¿no? And the work of the translator really helped Kimmen to become aware of that again. That it's something different. A creer en la literatura. And to believe in literature. Mm -hmm. Well, I would like, uh, yes. if possible, for you to read one short poem in, um, in the original Basque. Yes. And then, and then you can translate it into 
into English. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Bueno, this is October poem. Could be Urrico poema. Canción de octubre. October poem. Iritsi dira notiziak, iritsi dira eskutitzak, baina ez ureak. Igaro ziren egazkinak errezituzten zubidenak, isildu bazterrak. Galdetu diete gaberei, galdetu pagobiluziei, ez dakite ezer. So, news. I'm curious about this poem, because, say, in Spanish, the the word poema appears in the Basque title, yes. and then in the Spanish has been translated instead song. of poema as song, mm -hmm. and also is so it's very similar. It's a pity that we don't have the English translation that um, of Elizabeth MacLean, but the Basque has a very strong ending in the line. All these words, yes. this sort of it, it is almost a repetition, but very yeah. insistent, of this noticiac, escutisac, surreac. Is that a traditional form in Basque, that the endings are this sort of strong, or, or is just a poem that has come up with this full rhyme and this strong ending? No, it's not a traditional form. It's, mm -mm. it's not a, a traditional form. But the rhythm is different in, in Basque or in original Basque and, and in Spanish. It's really difficult to translate the rhythm in, into, into, into other, other language. Uh, there is another poem called, I love this poem, it's called The River. And the, the ending of this poem is, with one word, is sign. Sign is, uh, sign means waiting. So it's, Zuaitzaren erroek emakumen agurzi baten eskua dirudite, beste eskua teknoiz lastanduko, sign. So the last word of the poem is waiting. But it's but it's impossible <laughs> to translate it uh, in, in Spanish nor in English because it's like no, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So it's in Spanish is las raíces del árbol parecen la mano de un, de una mujer mayor que espera que cuanto antes otra mano la acaricie. So it's mm -hmm. caressing is the last word in Spanish and also in English, but not in the original. But I think in the Japanese translation, <laughs> sign is, uh, is the same yeah. word. So the, the order of, of, of the words is more, more or less the same. But translation is really, I think there are translators here. So it's really, it's, 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 yeah, it's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps the last question before sort of opening up um, uh, the, the dialogue is um, in the Basque um, country there is a strong tradition of 
improvised poetry yes, yes. and sort of performative poetry, the Bertolaris. Bertolaris. Mm. And um, I wonder up to what point you feel that your poetry is affiliated to that sort of tradition. <coughs> it's very often in public contest. That yes, sort yes, of yes, poet, yes. <laughs> Maybe in yeah, a way, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a very interesting. T tell us about it. Yes, there are like improvisators. Improvisers. And there are like uh, competitions between them and uh, maybe 10,000 10, people <coughs> could go to, to one of these competitions. So they, they, they have a lot of success. <laughs> so... Um, and they sing. Or they sing, but, but while they are they are singing, they are inventing. So they are improvising. Uh, literature is different because this literature is uh, related to page. So you have to think, you have to write, you have to rewrite. I think it's it's, it's a different <coughs> art. But but what I like of these improvisers is uh, Bertolaris is one they are really really the, the relationship with the reader of, or, or with the audience is really close and then uh, they use a lot of they have a lot of sense of of humor and, and, and I love it <laughs> so there is a lot of uh, irony irony, irony. <laughs> A lot of irony, a lot of sense of <coughs> uh, humor. So I love this kind of, of poetry. Mm, yes, mm, with this sense of with with irony now, because in 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 poetry there is not a lot of irony. We need we need it a little bit. <laughs> no, I think so. Mm. And uh, yes. There is a long, long tradition of improvisers. Maybe, yes, a lot of, yes. Mm. Well, shall we sort of open up uh, to any questions?